Thanks for downloading this Lave Radio podcast. LaveCon 2017 is sponsored by EDRPG, a new tabletop role-playing system based on Elite Dangerous. This episode is the end of our adventure, recorded live at LaveCon. There will be a story recap, but you'll probably have more fun if you listen back from episode one. Thanks for listening. Incident at Bai Jungu, an Elite Dangerous role-playing adventure. To, uh, for those that haven't heard the first three parts, the Lave Radio crew have been employed to go and check out a, a place called Learman's Station on a terraforming world called Baijungu. And when they arrived at the installation, it was very quiet, and they started to find a number of dead bodies that had been uh, attacked by a group of unidentified mercenaries and some very strange kind of animal-like monsters. After exploring the base for some time and getting into a number of fights, they discovered that the leader of these mercenaries was uh, down in the dig site of Learman Station. Uh, They also discovered that uh, the reason why Learman Station had been attacked was because it was a planet-based Osbian mine, uh, which is very unusual. You can normally only get Osbian in asteroids. It's quite uncommon in, uh, in a planetary crust. They made their way down there through a rather perilous tunnel full of various traps and uh, other unpleasant things and uh, launched an attack on the mercenaries, which was going really well, right up until the leader escaped on a monorail and Commander Thane decided it would be a good idea to chase the, the main baddie and leap on the back of the monorail train. And he's subsequently been shot in the chest and also had an eye gouged out by one of the bat hawks, which is now infesting the facility. We'll rejoin the action, which uh, I think with the rest of the crew, Edelweiss and Psycho Cow, we should be joined by Commander Fossa Forrester, but he's obviously nipped off to the loo. So he has uh, vanished for the moment uh, in the confusion of the attack. However, one thing that you guys do here, as you're all preparing to make your way back to the maintenance tunnel, you've heard that Thane is in a great deal of trouble, so you're going to try and sort of uh, reach him back on the main base. As you're making your way back to the mineral transfer tunnel, you can hear a rhythmic thumping sound coming from a door just right up in sort of the, uh, the, the top wall while you're in the uh, kind of large cargo mineral deposit area. Now, you can either ignore this thumping, or you can go and check it out. What would you guys like to do? Psycho Cow, have you seen Fozzer? Where's he got to? Uh, I don't know, but I think he'd be really handy to go and check out what that hellish noise is up there. I'm not under his wrench, to be honest. Well, just send him, anyway. Would you like to go and check? Uh, we, we'd really like to send Fozzer to check. You, yeah, see, you, know, you want to send always first to, in the line. to check the thing. Okay, well, you look around for Fozzer, and he seems to have vanished. What's he like? Just vanishing in the middle of things when we need him. Well, uh, he doesn't have very tight bladder control. (laughs) So, uh, as has been proven in the other adventures. All right, we better check out this noise. Should we go have a look then? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You go first. Uh, Now, uh, you've got a bigger gun than me. Is this this recording? So, uh, I'll go first. Well, no, no, you've got more health points than me. I'm, I'm almost, I'm in, I've still got a hole in my back. And that's got more health points than you. Uh, okay. Right, with his, with his metaphorically bigger weapon, um, Psycho Cow makes his way over towards <laughs> the door. You can actually see, uh, it says above it, uh, cargo lift. You press the door to open up uh, the chamber. The door opens up. And there is a cargo left there. It seems to be currently deactivated. But stuffed into the corner, there is uh, the familiar figure of Commander John Stabler tied up in the corner, and quite conveniently for the purpose of this podcast. I was lucky we checked. (laughs) (laughs) What would you like to do? Um, Do you have anything to say, John? Guys, what the hell are you doing here? More to the point, what the hell are you doing here all tied up? Would you like to release Mr. Stabler from the left? Oh, definitely. Definitely not. Um, (laughs) No, we will, because we, we, need, we need that extra person, and, and his health might come in handy. John, you're quite courageous, aren't you? Mm, I, Are you going to take Foz's cut of the money at the end of this, or, or, or is... The first aid pack, that's all I've got on me. you got a first aid pack? <laughs> yeah. Where were you when I needed you? I know, and I'm glad I managed to sneak that past the GM as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Edelweiss, yep. it, it occurred to you in the long gap between episodes that you might want to link the computer controls down in the mining centre to your 
REST COM. Okay. So that if you wanted to, uh, for instance, access I can remote ships, access it. You could remote access. That's how you'd like to do that. I think that's an excellent idea. That's fine. Okay, you set about doing that. Uh, while he's doing that, this cargo lift it appears to be currently deactivated. Do either of you two want to try and unlock it? I mean, I'm not sure. Was the... John, was that thumping you? Was Yeah. I was rolling around. Before we open up a cargo crate, because there's not a lot of large and scary animals around here. And uh, not so large. Uh, I, don't want, I don't particularly want to be keen to open it. Ben, are you opening? I, I'm busy doing things on my tablet again. But you've got the skills. If uh, Commander Thane was here, he'd open it straight away. All right, <laughs> all right, I'll open it. Let's go for a try. Okay, lovely. Would you like to make a repair check, please? Yeah, oh, so that's a nice big bonus of one. <laughs> Three. Three, so that's four in total. Okay, no, so you fiddle with the controls, but unfortunately there is no... Right, Thane, you're hanging on the end of the monorail as it um, kind of is uh, riding along. It's making a very loud kind of scraping sound as you're going along. The bat hawk that have plucked out your eyes, you can feel that it's still on your body. Another moment you're desperately sort of shielding your eyes from it so that it can't get your other eye. You're still blinded. You're just seeing this kind of a large red mist in front of your eyes and the pain is sort of slightly short-circuiting your brain a little bit. What would you like to do? Point blank auto pistol shot. Okay, right, so you uh, reach around with your auto pistol and try and shoot the bat hawk on your back. <laughs> This can't go wrong. Um, make, um, make a kinetic weapons check. Right. So this will be short range. The Bat-Hawk, because it's not flying, only has a defense of two. Is, is there anything lower than short range? Uh, no, there isn't. Uh, this is as close as it gets. So uh, what's your short range difficulty number? Five. So five. Okay, so you will need a seven to hit the Bat-Hawk. I've got a bonus of two. Eleven. Eleven, very good. Okay, right, so that is uh, four over. So you can inflict three D10 points of damage on the Bat Hawk. You've filled it with bullets. Uh, um, <laughs> that sounds disappointing. Uh, there's a seven, nine. Nine, it, that is enough. It only has five endurance. It falls off your back and plunges down. You hear various kind of other fluttering sounds nearby. You feel that your hands are getting very weak. Would you make a perception check? Shouldn't he have his perception Four. if he's got one eye missing? Shut up. <laughs> Fortunately... First rule, um, first rule is you never give the GM ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, uh, this is a listening perception check, so it doesn't matter. Uh, eight. Eight. You can hear the uh, chap Cameron is having an argument with someone on his wrist comp, and you hear him say, What do you mean the ship's locked down? What do you unlock it? Don't you have a fusion torch or something? Right, you can hear his footsteps approaching you, and you feel a heavy hand grasp your arm and suddenly start hauling you up. Are you going to allow him to drag you into the monorail? What do you want to do? Is he leaning over and pulling me up? You think so, but you can't see him. You can feel there's a pressure that's hauling you up, and his hand on you. Yeah, I'm injured, I'll let him take me. Okay, right, you feel him haul you into the carriage and you sort of uh, collapse down to the corner. Your kind of body is shaking because you're in so much pain. You can hear sort of like a clicking sound, and he says, Don't move. What's your name, kid? Thane. All right, Thane. You get me in contact with your friends, nice and quick. Be quick now, boy. You need to shut the explosives down. No one's going anywhere. I can arrange that. But first, you get me in touch with your people. Now, Mr. Thane. Okay, uh, I'll give you my wrist comp. Okay, right, uh, here, I'm sort of grab it and press the button. Suddenly, you three guys hear of your wrist comps. Magically, your communications device is now just linked in with theirs. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> and you hear. This is Cameron Uthgut. I've got your friend, Thane, here. You unlock my ship right now or I find this shotgun point-blank into his head. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I like your style, kid. Good, but I ain't bluffing. Right, Thane, your vision is starting to return in your other eye. You're sort of looking up at Uthgar, his gun is pointed right to your head. 
but then you see something beyond him. You can see that the monorail track seems to have broken away ahead. It's broken and it's listing down. Now, Cameron can't see this, but you can see it. If this monorail carries on, it's going to go right over the monorail track and fall after some particularly heavy shuddering. You can hear that Cameron begins issuing a countdown. Ten. Nine. Do it, you chicken. No, 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 come on, come on, come on. We can, it's, it's all right, just, just, it's fine. You can always walk it down again, you know, just, oh, yeah, 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 we're doing it. Yeah, hold on, we need to, we just need a few more minutes. Then, then come on. Minutes, you do it now. You do it now, boy. You can see that the monorail is coming up toward the edge very, very soon. You guys can't but think, eh? Unlock now. You've got these explosives that are going to be going off. I'm not doing nothing. You can deactivate those explosives. It's real easy. All you have to do is... The whole monorail shakes. Thane, you can see that uh, the emergency brakes are trying to slam on on the monorail track above, but it's not going to make it. It's going to slide off any moment. What would you like to do? I've no idea. Um, make a perception check. Perception check, yeah. Yep. Give, me, give me a clue. I was getting thrown when I roll a zero on a D10. No, that's 14. 14, that's very good. Okay, looking up, you can see that from where the grenade was tossed inside the monorail carriage earlier, the top hatch has blown completely clear. You might be able to jump up and try and grab the monorail directly above you and therefore survive the incoming crash. Is he off balance? Uh, yes, you can see he's staggered back and his shotgun is sort of to the side. Can I impressively kick him in the chest and use the weight to parkour up onto the ceiling? <laughs> that seems amazing. Okay, so um, make a fighting check. Um, he's off balance, so you only need to meet your finesse number, which is five. How'd you do? Four. Four, that's a shame. Okay, right, you give him a kick. But he quickly recovers. You can see that he sort of lunges for you. You're going to have to make your jump now. If you're going to do this, you've got to do it now. Because the monorail is falling over in seconds. Yeah, I'll do I'll jump. Right, make an athletics check. Four again. Four. Right, okay, you jump up for the rail and you just sort of grab onto the side. But the way that the monorail moves, it kind of um, shifts it out of your grasp. The monorail suddenly tips over. Cameron Uthgart grabs uselessly onto your leg. Uh, hoping that you're going to grab onto the monorail above. Your hand slips out and the monorail car descends. Bean? Bean? Are you, you alright? Bean? Oh well. That sounded rather final. Okay. <laughs> What would the rest of you like to do now? Nadia would be happy. Oh, he's not dead. I lent him 200 credits only last week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How long do we have on these explosives, by the would way? Would you like to go and check the timer? I think that would be a very good idea. Okay, you make your way over towards the timer, and uh, you have a look. You have one minute and 57 seconds before the base detonates. You have to get your ships in that time. Deactivate them. Well, uh, he said it would be easy to deactivate them. You did say it would be easy to deactivate them. Did you believe him? What's up? He said it would be easy, and he was about to tell you how to do it. But you've missed your chance. Now, you can desperately have a look over the controls, or you can start to run. What would you want to do? Well, we need to make a run for the ships then. Should we run? Yeah, let's, let's run. run. Right, so you've got two ways of getting back. You can't go through the monorail. You can either go through the mineral transfer tunnel, with its various stampers and fiery jets, or you can try and reactivate the cargo lift. What are you going to go for? I know what's in the mineral something. Yeah, I, don't, I don't trust him in lifts anymore. No, <laughs> no you, yeah, some bad I, I've got bad experiences with, with Oliver. You, you'll okay, be quite okay. safe. Well, look, that was just the once. And, can I opt uh, to make I this more interesting, sorry? Those two are going to run for their ships. Right. Can I try and defuse the bomb? Yes, of course you can. Make a grenade <laughs> check. So this covers your explosive skill as well. See if we'll, you can figure it out. We'll remember you. Sandor personal combat. Four. Um, okay, so you have a quick fiddle, and you can see the countdown timer starts to increase in speed. 
Right, okay, uh, so you've got a bit less time. Fortunately, these two have started running already while you're sort of um, standing looking there. Which way are you going? The we'll, tunnel or the left? We're going to try the left. Right, you run into the left, it's still deactivated. You have a minute and 30 seconds. Right, reactivated then. Yeah. You want to find repair check, please? John, get over here, we might need you for repairs. It's okay, I know I can do this. <laughs> go, go, rather go. Oh, Quick, get this left going. It might be quite a brief adventure. From the south, <laughs> um, uh, repair is under vehicle skills. Oh, I've got bonus for three. Excellent, make a roll. Okay. Eight. Okay, right. You press kind of you know various buttons and you uh, reattach the power in various areas. Suddenly the lift goes green. John, you can see the lift is suddenly starting to raise. Do you want to stay by this explosive? Stabler. I've got to save my friends. You know if. If I die, then, you know... Damn, that's heroic. Okay. <laughs> Make another grenade check. Uh, that's quite... That's a seven, and add your bonus. What's your grenade skill bonus? One. It's uh, one. Excellent. So that's eight. Okay, right, so you, you are fiddling with it more. You can see that the countdown is no longer accelerating, so they have a bit more time. It's still ticking down. Unfortunately, you've now missed your chance to get onto the lift. It has passed where you can get up. You two continue to rise up in the lift. It goes relatively quickly up and then appears in a large central cargo area. Uh, the place is rather poorly lit and there is a terrible animal stench here. You know you've got to get through quickly. You can either just run for it or you can try and sneak by in the hope that animals won't catch you. But obviously, time is oppressing. You've got about would, a minute, 10 seconds. I would like to use some calm and okay. my uh, everybody pipe down yeah. stealth. Okay, so you're going to try and sneak through. That's a good idea. So both of you make stealth checks. Because of your calm ability, both of you also gain an extra two bonus. That very, looks very good. You've got an eight plus. Eight plus whatever that is. Stealth is it? Yep. I don't think it matters if, if, you, if you're... You got 12, stealthy. fantastic. And how did you do... I got three. You got three, plus what's your stealth bonus? One. One, four. that's four, and then it becomes six. Okay, right, okay, so you try and sneak through as um, quietly as you can. Thane, um, now, you would have taken a large amount of damage from falling down there, um, or you can use your final karma point to escape death. Um, what would you like to do? How much damage? It would I'm be... tough. You are quite tough. So the damage... Uh, is... Oh, let's see. 29 points of damage. Okay. And uh, <laughs> at what point are you actually dead? Um, well, you die at a negative value equal to half your endurance. So if your endurance is 30, you would die at minus 15. Uh, but you're not conscious once you are dropped below a certain point. How many did you say? Uh, it's 29 points of damage. Oh, in that case, I need to use escape death. Right, okay. <laughs> so, um, you awake, and you can see behind you there is the rubble of the monorail. Cameron's body is lying in there. He doesn't seem to be moving. You seem to be at the bottom of a mining shaft. There are cliffs rising up on either side. The tunnel also continues on in the darkness some way, and it's not very well lit down here. You can hear there's the squawking of the Bathawks, but they seem to be far above you at the moment. What would you like to do? Reload my auto pistol. Okay. Let me just investigate Cameron's body. Like okay. Prodding his body with the end of my gun. Okay, you make your way back into the carriage, over towards kind of Cameron's body. Just kind of, you know, approach him. He's kind of lying there in quite an extreme position. You sort of uh, bend down to him um, and give him a prod. No, he doesn't seem to move. He, sort of, he seems either unconscious or dead. You don't think you can see his chest moving. Can I search him? I okay. Can I loot the body? Yes, you can. You find on him a rather rare micro shotgun. So this is a shotgun. It's only this big, so it's pistol-sized. It has compensation jets to compensate for the enormous kind of blowback of the weapon. Uh, they're quite expensive. I think you can sell them for 47,000 credits. But they're very good guns, so you might want to consider keeping it. Yep. Yoink. Okay. Uh, heading back with you, John. So, uh, John, there's now 45 seconds left on this uh, explosive device. 
do you want to try again to disarm it, or are you going to now try and seek an escape? Part of me just wants to shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do that? I'm just fed up with it. I'm just going to shoot it. You're I mean, just going to shoot it. Worked the explosive in, device. It worked in under siege enemy territory too, so. Well, uh, <laughs> who am I to argue then? Right, so you aim at the control panel, pull the trigger. And you feel the entire uh, station shake. Um, you guys uh, kind of are thrown to the floor in the cargo bay. All kinds of cargo racks kind of collapse in various positions. Above you, Thane, uh, rocks tumble from above as the kind of side of the chasm starts falling in. They're, things are falling with a strange kind of poetic slowness. There's only 50% gravity here. But when they land, they still land with a great force that's crushing metal and rock as it goes. Um, you're going to have to dive aside out of the way of this. They make a dodge check. This is quite rare. So you just roll a dodge. How'd you do? Four. Four. Um, what well, you can probably tell from my tone of voice, I expected more than that. Can I, if, if it's in, if it's in low gravity, can I, can I shoot the rock with the shotgun and deflect its path? That'd be amazing. Yeah, it would be quite amazing, wouldn't it? Okay, you can give that a go. Roll to hit. I don't now, have stats for the microshotgun. That's fine. So, I more or less have memory. Now, you can wait till it gets to point-blank range to shoot it. Then you only need your three to hit. But you might take some injury from the falling particles. If you shoot it at medium range, the difficulty number is eight. But you're more likely to scatter the bits safely. So, what would you like to do? No, I will, I will wait till I can see the... The, the white of its rock. Fine. Okay, so it's a difficulty class three, so you can only fail on a one, I think. That Don't say that. Don't does. say that out loud. This, <laughs> this dice can hear you. Doesn't seem very likely, does it? How'd you do? Very good. Slightly, again, slightly panicked because it's a zero, but no, that's a ten, so that's twelve. Twelve. Okay, right, you shoot the rock. You can see it splits into multiple pieces. You're showered down with a bit of rubble, and you take two points of uh, endurance damage. Are you still alive? Yep. Oh, very good. Okay, right, so you've managed to survive that fall. You two guys have fallen down the cargo bay with these various kind of canisters rolling. Um, all of a sudden, your rim locks activate and they cover your faces, covers your eyes, your nose, your ears, and your mouth. Um, and you feel this kind of strange kind of uh, pulling sensation uh, on your skin. You see that um, there's a great big crack in the station leading straight outside. Um, you can see there's kind of like the twinkling lights of stars coming through it. And the poisonous gas of um, Baijangu 3 is pouring through into the cargo hold. Now you've got about five minutes of air. Where's Nadia? Oh yes, that's true. Nadia's with you. I completely forgot about Nadia. Well, I think Nadia can be with you and kind of spitting and swearing at the these unfortunate circumstances. You can see that she says, We've got to get to the ship. We have to get to the ship. She says through her remlock. Would you make a perception check, Grant? I certainly can. That's a seven. Oh, that, that's actually quite good. Okay, so uh, you've rolled nine. Now, you're aware that something has just leapt from one fallen cargo canister to the next. It's quite large, uh, it's bigger than a human being, it's moved closer, but it's not within your line of sight yet. Uh, Nadia hasn't spotted this, and you can see she says, I'm, come on, we gotta go! Right, uh, you guys, run for the ship. I'm gonna take this on with my laser pistols. You guys go, I'm ready for it. Go. Save yourselves! Oh. <laughs> Are you going to do that? Remember me! It was John's fault. We probably help Grant here. We go, help him from what, she says, rather fatally. As you can see, a large beast suddenly jump out. Grant, you were waiting for this beast. It is a large gorilla lion, so it very much looks like like this kind of great hulking feline, but also ape-like creature with huge teeth and claws. You can try and shoot it on the way. It's pretty big. Uh, so uh, it's got a defense of three, and you are only ten meters away from it. So what are you shooting it with? I've only got laser pistols. Fine. Okay. So is that short or medium range for a laser pistol? For ten, it's going to be. That's short range then. That's fine. So you will need a seven to hit on your energy weapons. Do you want to make a roll? Oh yeah. Oh, lovely. Good luck. Will you oh, pick me up if I get splattered? Apparently not. Will you carry me? <laughs> Eight! 
It's that, that's a hit. Okay, right, so uh, you shoot the gorilla lion, but your lace pistol is really too light to make much of a distant difference. Um, it tries to savage her. Okay, so that's not good enough. It leap, tries to leap upon her, but because Nadia is now aware that it's coming, she rolls aside as the great beast kind of slams in front of all of you. Thane, just coming back with you, you can still see that kind of rocks are falling down in slow motion, just smaller ones this time. Your remlock has suddenly activated, and you can see uh, up in the corner that you have five minutes of oxygen left. Uh, so obviously the base has been breached by this enormous explosion. Now, do you want to climb up the sides, or do you want to go further down the tunnel? I'm going to run down the tunnel. Okay, you go running down the tunnel, you turn the light on your wrist com on as you kind of uh, dash forward to give yourself a little bit of uh, light. As you move down, eventually you come to an area which has been tunneled out more. There's a more perfectly circular tunnel. And as you move into it, you can see there's kind of a silvery glittering that is coming from the sides of the tunnel. You recognize, because you saw it earlier, this is, looks like it's the main osmium vein that you've come into. There'll be a fortune of osmium here, if it can be extracted. Um, and so it's kind of surrounding you, very much like fool's gold. <laughs> you also kind of realize that uh, if you linger, you might run out of oxygen. So it's up to you. Do you want to try and extract any, or are you moving on? Or it's for fools. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leg it. Fine. Okay, you run on down the tunnel, and eventually you can see that there is a ladder that has been put in the side. There is a long kind of chute that runs all the way upwards. It looks like it's a way out, and it doesn't seem to have collapsed in the explosion. Yeah, go for it, I'll take it. Okay, you start to clamber up that. Right, with you guys, uh, what would you like to do, Edelweiss? The gorilla line is now sort of in between the three of you. It's kind of in the middle. It's, uh, you just want to shoot it, yep? Yeah. Okay, right, you stay where you are and open fire. So he is only eight meters away from you. Got an energy of plus three. And what are you shooting it with? A laser pistol. A laser pistol, okay. I know it's not going to do anything. <laughs> no, not a lot. But that is, in fact, enough to hit it. So um, it is hurt. But all you've really done is stung it. You can see that the gorilla lion snarls and starts charging towards you. Um, Grant, you can have another opportunity to shoot it, and Nadia can as well. So would you like to make a shot? It's the same difficulty as last time, sure. which is seven. Eight. Uh, you've hit. You do eight points of damage. Nadia's shotgun kind of uh, clicks into place. Unfortunately, she goes wide. She's too cautious because you guys are in the way. And so her shot is pulled too far to the side. The gorilla lion charges at you. Uh, it's kind of her uh, arms extending. Would you like to parry or dodge the gorilla lion? Dodging. Dodge, I think it is. Yeah. Okay, right. So you attempt to dodge. What's your dodge skill? Two. Two. So you don't need to roll. I just need to roll to hit. Okay, so I'm going to need a seven to hit you and I've got plus three. I do just about miss. Right, okay, so you dive aside at the last moment as it tries to kind of uh, grapple you in its arms. It snarls brutally. I'm trying to think of an imaginative way that John Stabler could still be alive. Um, uh, you could escape death as well. But. Yeah, maybe that was just a clone and you were, I, I don't know. Do you want to spend all your karma and do an escape death because um, don't have a lot of choice in fairness? No, well, I'll, I'll do it. I mean, okay. I'm a hero. A real hero as well. So, um, uh, John, uh, you awaken um, a little time later. You're covered over in rubble. There's a strange, numb feeling in your arm. You're not quite sure what it is. As you sort of wake up, you, it starts to feel quite stingy, and then it goes from stingy to being in, in great agony. You can't really see where you are. There isn't any light. What would you like to do? Can I feel anything around me? Okay, I right. Buried? So you manage to move your other arm sort of over, and yeah, you're obviously encased in rock. You have been sort of buried. You've got movements in one arm, uh, you feel over to your other arm, down to sort of uh, about your elbow, and then you stop feeling your arm, and it oh. doesn't seem to be there anymore. Oh, okay. You also feel a, a great sort of wetness of blood as well, um, and a, a horrible sort of sickening sensation. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is this my left or my right arm? <laughs> uh, it is your left arm. <laughs> <laughs> Can I try my comms? 
your comms is on your left arm, unfortunately. But I'm right-handed. <laughs> yeah, but you know that means that you'd have it on your left arm, so that you could look at it like that and operate it with your right. Sorry, my logic is unassailable. Um, I'll let you think about what you want to do. Thane, you're clambering up the ladder as fast as you can. You can do it with quite some speed. The gravity is low here, so you can almost sort of, you know, kind of uh, bounce your way up as you're making your way to the top. With two can, arms. Uh, with both arms, yep. <laughs> Only one eye, but both arms. Um, you manage to sort of get up to the very top, and they can see that there is a circular hatch in front of you. It's got a turny thing uh, to twist around. So you sort of uh, wedge your feet in the rungs and kind of uh, give it a twist. It's stiff, but it does open up. And you can see that you sort of emerge into the station lab. This large room is a mineral analysis lab. It has been ruined and ransacked, the equipment smashed, and mineral supply stolen. The back window is cracked in several places from kinetic weapon fire. A horrible munching sound can be heard, and peering inside you can see two large reptilian-looking wolves eating the dead bodies of several scientists. What you like to do, so you're, you're by a hatch in this room, in the corner. This is obviously the mineral analysis lab, and they've put in this hatch so they can have convenient access to the osmium supplies. Now the wolves are at the back of the room, and currently they seem to be quite happy eating. You could either try and do a surprise attack on them, or you can try and sneak to the exit that will lead to the main corridor. You've got four yeah. minutes of oxygen left. Yeah, so I will attempt to sneak. Fine. Make a stealth check. So, uh, roll d10. That one rolls two, so I'm not touching it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one. This is the problem with having identical dice, isn't it, to roll? Yay, ten. Oh, Level that's ten. very good. Right, so you sneak as quiet as a mouse, with your heart thumping in your chest, and you manage to get back to the open corridor that leads to the security office and the med bay. Grant, uh, it's your go now. Would you like to open fire on the gorilla line that's in front of you? Or do you want to make a run for it? Or I think it's time to make a run for it. You're going to... Uh, okay, right, so you kind of uh, dash past. You can see that Nadia tries to empty her shotgun into it. She gets him a good hit. You can see that the gorilla line is struck in the side of the head. Uh, you see kind of part of its head explodes and its body crashes to the ground with a great groan. You can hear a sympathetic howling from further in the cargo bay. And uh, Nadia says, I think you're right, we, we should probably go. Edelweiss, what would you want to do? Run to the ship, get on the comms and say, are you guys still alive down there? Okay, so you come dashing out of the cargo hold. Now, you're currently at the north end of the base. Uh, ships are on the south end. You have three minutes of oxygen left. You know that the mercenaries Cobra is in the north side of the base in docking bay one. Currently, it should still be locked down. I think you've unlocked your ships, haven't you? No, we left them both. Oh, you've left them all locked. But now you've got access. You should be able to. And then your heart sinks. You look at your RISCOM, and because the explosives have gone off, you can no longer issue an instruction to the computer. Your ships are still locked in place. This is your fault, And your uh, oxygen will run out in three minutes. Now, do you want to make your way to your ships anyway? We don't need to take off to get oxygen. Hmm. Okay, you want to make a dash? Dash it, see what we can do there. Maybe you can hack it from your ship. Right, okay, you start running down to the south side of the base. Uh, you're kind of a heart thumping in your chest. You can see your oxygen supply is diminishing as you run faster and faster. Nata is running with you. Have you thought of anything that you would like to do, Mr. Stabler? Or well, I'm this... right-handed. Yep. I've lost my left. I've lost my comms. Yep. Do I still at least have my laser pistol in my right hand? Yes. Yes, I think. Well, we'll allow that. Okay, so you have your laser pistol in your right hand. What do you want to do, guys? <laughs> you, you're thinking of taking the gentlemanly way out, are you? <laughs> um, I'm just, well... You're not going to search through the rubble for your arm? It's got your wrist comms on. I, I'm more concerned about getting out of the rubble. Um, can I just shoot my pistol to see if it'll... What? Just, okay, right, so you shoot uh, your pistol at sort of uh, one bit. There's kind of like a glowing dent. It doesn't have any impact force, which is a shame. But eventually you kind of shoot another one. And as you shoot another rock... You can see you've blown a hole in it, 
And actually, you're only covered by a relatively thin covering of rocks in that section. Great, I'm going to dig up. Okay, right, so you try and uh, force out with your arm. I'd like you to make an athletics check and see if you uh, still have enough strength to get out. Uh, okay, so make a check. Oh, I'm a Three. bit out of shape with a bonus of one. You're still trapped and your oxygen is running low. <laughs> right, okay. Thane, you've gone out into the corridor and as you do so, you can see that Psychocow and Edelweiss are dashing down the corridor as if they're being chased by something. Nadia is um, coming far behind. She's just got a basic rebreather in her across her mouth. She might not last terribly long with that. You can see that you've got about sort of two and a half minutes of oxygen left. You're anticipating they do as well. So you three have all met up together in the same corridor. Guys, wait up. Whoa! I'm not waiting up. Run you can down. see that Thane is missing an eyeball. It's quite a disturbing sight. You can see that uh, kind of, you know, Nadia stops in front and goes, Oh my God, look at that. Are you all right? You should see the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we need to get into your ship. Come on, guys, we've got to go. Okay, um, so... <laughs> John, make a... <laughs> can anyone hear anything? Make another athletics check. <laughs> athletics, I think. <laughs> Ooh. Eight. Eight. Right, you managed to haul the rocks off you, oh, just so that your sort of body is free. You kind of haul your way out. You can uh, see that sort of blood is still coming sort of from your arm. Your vision is starting to blur. There isn't very much light in here. You can see there's a single emergency exit light just sort of uh, off to the north where you think the cargo lift was. You have no idea if that's still going to be functioning. Now, do you want to just stagger towards the cargo lift or are you going to try and find your arm and therefore your wrist gone? <laughs> I'm trying to find out if I got a belt so I can make a tourniquet. <laughs> oh, I got a medikit! You do have a medikit. Would you like to get that out and try and treat yourself? Apply it immediately. That's probably very wise. Okay, so make a medicine check. Because you've only got one hand, um, I think... <laughs> but it's I, the good one. Because it, it is the good one. Uh, make a check, but you can't add your medicine skill bonus. Oh. So, three. So, you recover... Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, you can put yourself on 10 endurance. Uh, we'll say you were down to seven when you got blown up. You've stopped the bleeding in your arm. That's a good thing. Uh, you've now got two minutes of air left. You guys run down to secondary customs where your ships are based, uh, run through, and there you can see there's the micro monorails. Uh, all the lights are off on it, uh, and the doors are currently closed. Uh, you've got about one and a half minutes of oxygen left. Why hey, get the monorails back online. Now do we need to, how do we get these things back up? We got, it looks like there's a, uh, been a difference with the power systems. Uh, it, it shouldn't take very much power. Maybe you can uh, hook up the uh, emergency lights to the, to the doors, get them open. Can you do that? We can try. Okay, so you sort of get out your technical kit, grab a power cable and start ripping off the panel with uh, great speed. Make a repair roll. Seven. Seven. Okay, right, so you plug the power in. So one of the doors has opened up, and I will say that it is the door to your ship, PsychoCal. So your ship, you've, you've now got access to it. The monorail system is offline, but there is a long tunnel that leads down to where your ship is in the docking bay. You could just physically run down it if you wanted. I'm only playing a sidewinder if I remember rightly, so I'm not going to fit everybody in. Um, I've got an adder. An adder might be able to get everyone in and keep them alive. All right, I think we'll try and help. Right, keep. Looking forward to get my one off. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so you kind of look on Thane, hopefully. Just kind of, you know, willing them to uh, get the door open. John, okay, so you've just done a nice bit of medicine on yourself. There's one and a half minutes left. What would you like to do now? I, I just focused on getting out of there. Okay, right, you start staggering towards the green emergency exit light. Um, still sort of uh, every so often almost feeling like you're going to black out and sort of holding onto the side of the wall with your good arm. You're getting closer to the lift, and uh, there you can, as you approach, you sort of look at it, and you realise that the lift is raised. It's on the top floor. It hasn't come back down yet. Do you want to try and summon it? Yeah, I haven't got much Okay, stop, you go. <laughs> right, you press the button. It's not moving. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't make me roll for that. Um, <laughs> press the button on the lift. Now, I'm assuming that because I was buried under rubble, yep. that there would have been some air trapped under there, so it's only now that I'm losing oxygen. No, you would assume wrongly. Um, so, you've still uh, only got sort of, well, about uh, a minute and ten seconds left. Now, what you could do, you could try and climb up the shaft, or you can try and fix the lift. 
Don't we have the conveyor belt thing as well? There is mineral transfer if the power is still running to it, yeah. Oh, well, the power's that, that is quite risky. Yeah, why not? Okay, right, so you uh, dash back to the tunnel. What's... You can see you've got about 50 seconds left. Well, what's, what's funny is John hasn't heard the previous episode with mineral transfer. <laughs> <laughs> you might regret that. Would you make another repair check on the door? 12. Okay, right, you can see the door opens up to the monorail that leads to your adder. Do you want to make a run for it? Down here, chaps. And Nadia. Right, okay, Nadia's coming with you, and as she starts staggering down, you can see that her rebreather just falls from her mouth, and you see she's going, <laughs> and she is choking. She didn't have a remlock, so she had an emergency oxygen mask, and it looks like it is now kaput. Are you going to leave her? Are you going to drag her? What do you want to do? How close are we to the inside of the ship? It's not far to the opposing door now. You're nearly there. Take her. Do you want take her? Yep. Who's going to take her? You want to? Okay. Right. You uh, put your uh, arm under Nadia and sort of uh, drag her forward. Her face is sort of uh, kind of almost kind of going. Puffy I'm assuming I can't now. do because you know, of remlock. I can't sort of breathe air into her and things. It's very difficult. You'd have to just yeah. give your remlock to her. How far is it? How far away is it? You might be able to hold your breath. I mean, um, uh, you've got to make your way uh, a few meters to the opposing door. Open that door, then get in your ship. Bollocks! I'll do that. Okay, right, you rip off your uh, remlock and stick it over her, you know, after you take a good deep breath, of course. Oh, oh Christ, thanks a lot, there's only 20 seconds of air left on it. You uh, go rushing over to the door, kind of uh, holding your breath, your kind of, you know, uh, cheeks going purple. You come up to the opposing door, and you can see that's closed as well. You can either make a security check, or you can do a repair roll to open it up. What would you like to do? Repair. Okay. Oh, very good. So that's 12, your old natural 10. Okay, right, in a matter of moments, you reassign power to the door. It opens up, and there you see the most glorious sight ever. Your ship is sitting there, pristine, the docking clamp still locked on it. But it is there, you could gain access. Okay, you press the button. You see the stairs come down from the adder and you go dashing in. John! Hey! Okay, so you're in the mineral transfer tunnel. You have 30 seconds of air left. You start um, dashing down for dear life. You can see as you run that there's no power in the mineral transfer tunnel. You can see the kind of big crushing stampers that are designed to smash the mineral samples <laughs> they come up seem to be just frozen in place at the moment. But you do oh, see there's there. flickering lights sort of, you know, kind of going on and off down the tunnel. Obviously you'll have to crawl <laughs> under them, but that's just sort of life. Well, you know, I'm scrambling for my life, so... A absolutely. Right, so you start crawling under. Uh, you get under the first set, and you also get under the second set without difficulty. Then suddenly there's a... You see lights suddenly flicker along the tunnel, and the stamp ahead of you go... The conveyor belt starts, moving you inexorably closer to them. Right, you can see that your oxygen goes down to three, two, one, and it's gone. You go, your oxygen's out. Right, uh, you're going to dash under the stampers? Yeah, I'm going to Indiana Jones the hell out of this. That seems great. Make an athletics check. The difficulty number is seven. Oh, very good. That's good. 10 is max. Oh, 10 is max. That's a 10. Was, I thought it was zero. No, no, no. <laughs> that's, like, that's just like my real athleticism. <laughs> right, okay, you dash under the stampers and between them as they sort of um, kind of crush in front of you and run out the other end. You can kind of uh, feel your chest begin to get very, very tight. The uh, open access door to the mineral transfer room is in front of you and you sort of uh, stagger out onto the walkway. Your head is beginning to swim and you sort of uh, clutch onto it. I don't suppose you have an enhancement called hard to kill, have you? No, you, so the short answer is you don't have it. So um, I want you to make another athletics jack. The difficulty number is currently three in order to keep your breath held. So you're fine for the moment. The rest of you dash into the adder, and as you run in into the airlock, and it kind of closes behind you, and you feel the air rush in, you rip off your remlocks and... <sighs> okay, so you can see sort of Nadia has slumped onto the floor. She's still looking very sick. She's obviously breathed in the, a little bit of the atmosphere of the planet, which is 98% carbon dioxide, so it's absolutely raked her lungs. 
can I just ask a quick law question? Sure. This yep. is going to be contentious. Is Michael Brooks still in the room? Of course. I don't know. Remlocks. Once a remlock is expended, yep. when you go back into an environment with atmosphere, does it auto refill or does it have to be refilled by a manufacturer? Uh, no, no, it can refill. Um, so you can just kind of set it to kind of uh, uh, refill with oxygen. It takes about a minute. Okay. Uh, we'll try to do that. Yep. Okay, so your remlocks start sucking in oxygen. Okay, you three are safe. John, right, you emerge from mineral transfer, your head kind of, you know, buzzing, your brain feeling like it's going to burst. You can, looking up and down, you realize, of course, you don't know this facility very well, having just sort of magically appeared for no good reason. Um, <laughs> and you don't know whether you have to run to the south side of the base or the top side of the base. But maybe as a clue, you can hear from the north side, there is the sound of... Sounds like a, a spaceship engine is really, really over revving. I don't like the sound of that. I okay. the other way. You're going to go the other way. Excellent. Okay, so you make your way down south. Um, now, you may laugh, but actually he's made the right decision there. Uh, make an athletics check. The difficulty number is five. Can we start testing on athletics? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Find some oxygen, you'll be fine. Okay, stars start flashing in front of your eyes as you dash down the corridor. You're just sort of bashing from side to side on the corridor. It kind of, you know, your eyes going boggly. The rest of you, having a nice drink on the ship, consider your situation. The docking clamps are still on. There doesn't seem to be any good way, certainly from here, to release them. You're probably going to have to go outside the ship again at some point to release them. On your sensors, you can see that another ship has uh, activated and its power supply has come on. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, uh, about half a kilometre, sort of more or less directly ahead of you. Uh, you're still in the docking bay and the uh, seals are over the top. Um, what would you like to do? Do I, have a, do I have a decent way to do an EVA in my spaceship? Yeah, so you've got a spacesuit. So if you put on your spacesuit, that really is a very good way. That gives you eight that, hours. Fine. I'm going to suit up. Fine, right. Haven't, haven't I still got to get back to my ship? I mean, so why don't I suit up, do the docking clamps, head to mine? As long as I get my suit back again, I don't mind. And do you really want <laughs> we'll, to put my suit on? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay, right. Um, you um, start putting the suit on. John, you emerge into a place called Secondary Customs. Um, uh, you're really, really bursting now, and your lungs feel like they're on fire. Um, ahead of you, you can see that two doors have opened up. Um, one of them probably is the correct one, and the other is the incorrect one. <laughs> now, can I choose the correct one, please? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, would you like to go to um, docking bay seven or docking bay eight? Eight, every time, baby. Right. You run down docking bay eight and you're a fluky bastard because that is in fact the one with the adder in it. You come dashing down the kind of tunnel, but it's just feeling slightly too long. Make an athletics check, the difficulty number is eight. Six plus, what's your athletics? Seven. Seven. Oh, okay, right. You stagger to within such a close range of the adder before finally, oh. You collapse to the ground. However, at that moment, coming out in his spacesuit comes Thane. So Thane, you emerge, and there you can see that John Stabler is lying only about three feet from the kind of access hatch to the adder. Thane says, Who the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have thought Thane would have said, I owe him 200 credits. Oh. <laughs> Thane says, I definitely don't know who this is. Uh, guys, we've got another one out here. What? There's some guy with one arm lying on the floor. <laughs> Describe him. Are you, you going to track him into the ship or is this the end and of the I'll drag him into the ship. I'll drag Fine. Him into the ship. Okay, right, you haul John into the ship and the airlock closes and finally the atmosphere comes in. But he's unconscious, he's missing an arm, he's got severe oxygen deprivation, he's not getting back up for a bit. Thane, you re-emerge back into the docking bay, 
And you can now feel there's kind of almost a shuddering sound across the place. It feels like maybe a fissure is cracking or something. Um, you have a look at the docking clamps. They're sort of, uh, they're magnetic clamps. They're still on. They obviously still have power to them. There must be a separate power supply here. What would you like to do? Look for the power supply. Okay, right. You can either make a repair check or a perception check. Either is fine. Oh, and that is definitely a repair check. Okay, right, so make a repair check. Yay, natural 10. That's very good. These okay. are much better. Right then, uh, you know where the power supply in a standard small pad is. Make your way over to it, open up the hatch, and uh, there you can see this, the, kind of the, the big kind of power sockets. It's on emergency power at the moment. You should just be able to flick the handle and turn off the power. I'll do that then. You feel the ship goes and just shifts slightly in place as the magnetic locks have come free. The securing magnets are still there, but there's no power running to them. So your ship is free. Thane, you want to try and make your way to your ship, do you? Yes. Okay, right, so you make your way back <laughs> down the corridor. You two guys, you can still see that there's this other power signature, and you see every so often it sort of flickers on your screen. It's, it's doing something odd. Right. Let's go look if at it. There's another ship that's taking off. I want to fly over there. Target and it, let's shoot it with my lasers while it's locked in docking clamps. Okay. What happened if it happened to be a school outing? <laughs> you can get on the console I'm shooting them. All right, the rooms. <clears throat> okay. So you kind of open up the top part of the docking bay. Your adder raises up. And as it does so, um, you can see that uh, another ship has kind of uh, come up. There is a Cobra Mark III, and you can see that it is busting against the magnetic clamps that are holding it in place. The pilot in there is just desperately over-revving a ship and trying to get it up. And currently he's there, but you can see there's numerous stress lines across the bottom of the Cobra Mark III. Do you want to just open fire and shoot it while it's there? Well, can, oh, we, yeah. can we target the thrusters? That could be possible. Currently it's locked in place, so you actually can do that. It's, it's relatively... Do you want to fly into the ideal position to do it, i.e. behind the Cobra? Yes. Okay, right, you start flying behind and you can see this pilot realises that he really is in terrible trouble now. He thrusts all his power into the ship. You can see that as he strains, the bottom of the ship is starting to peel away. Finally, the Cobra rips free, but there's great shower of sparks and kind of a, a falling of metal as it comes up. You can see that its shields blow out. There seems to be all kinds of damage that's been uh, inflicted to it. Um, and uh, the ship is just sort of barely maintaining its flight. You need to roll to hit. Uh, the difficulty number is only five, because he hasn't yet managed to get to maneuvering speed. Uh, what are you what? firing with? Uh, what do I, I don't know. What am I firing with? What guns are on your adder? I have three fixed pulse lasers. Okay, so uh, make an attack roll for the first one. So your to hit is going to be your spaceship weapons, which is four plus another two. So it's plus six. Okay, so the first one hits. It strikes the thrusters. Uh, that's 10 points of damage, isn't it? You can see that the thrusters fizzle a bit, but they are not out yet. Do you want to fire another? Keep on shooting. Okay, roll to attack. Nine. Uh, nine, okay, so that's also hit. You've done more damage to it. They're still intact. Uh, how'd you do? Another hit? That's another hit, seven plus six, whatever it is. Fantastic, okay, right. So um, his thrusters, they've actually got five health points left. So they're just about sort of uh, hanging on, and you can see that he realizes he'll have to defend himself. His remaining thrusters sort of ignite, and he starts to swoop towards you. Thane, you kind of emerge back into secondary customs. The, you know that I think your docking bay is docking bay number six, from memory. You come up to the door, you'll have to open up. You've seen how he does it. So you just try and repeat what he did. That'll be a repair check of four. Yep, uh, nine. Fine, you open up the door. And make your way down the tunnel over towards your ship. And in the meantime, you and this Cobra are gonna have a fight. I want you to roll your initiative. So uh, roll a d10, add your initiative. See, and I've got eight, so he's going to go first. Now, both of you, because this is quite unusual, uh, you're very, very near each other, so you both start up close. So this guy is going to try and dogfight you. So what I want to do is roll a d10, add your dogfighting bonus. Um, 15. Is that... That's very 
very good. Okay, uh, he'll do the same. So he's rolled 15 exactly, and you got... Your dog fighting will be 13, and so will your defense. So you've rolled a 6. Add that to your 13 dog fighting. That would be 19 then. Right, so you managed to outmaneuver the cobra as it kind of, you know, is moving along. It's really, really struggling. You managed to get behind it again. You could try to target the engines. It's much more difficult this time. Or you could just go for a general shot on the Cobra. I just, just want to keep shooting this bugger. Well, I'll give him comms. You got him comms, I'm going to keep shooting him. Okay. Okay. Pile on the Cobra. Power down and land, or we will destroy you. And I'm going to emphasize that. Okay, so roll to attack. Now, to target the thrusters is very difficult. His defense is 12. And We're not targeting, I'm just shooting him. Just back. shooting, right. So it's uh, the difficulty number to hit is 12 then. So just roll to attack. Got plus six each time. So that one hits. That's 10 points of damage. Uh, his hull is already only this. Okay, uh, roll to attack for the next one. That also hits. Very good. And the last one. Yes, so that's three hits. So uh, you do three solid hits with your pulse lasers onto the already badly damaged Cobra. And actually, this is enough to pretty much change his mind. I haven't thought this through. Hmm? I've not thought this through. Right. What are we going to do with the hostage? Space and later. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we'll have to land and pick him up. He can get into that thing and just keep him in the airlock, just lock, unlock the airlock. That's fine, we can do that. What he said. So, what are you going to say to him? Power down, land. Make your way over. We'll land, we'll land as well. And yeah, 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 shoot him down. Yeah, just shoot him. Never mind. Delete that. <laughs> so we changed our mind. We're just gonna, we're, we're just gonna kill you anyway. Just tell him to land, and we'll come and get him. It's just easier to kill him. Just tell him to land, and then it's easier. Should I turn the comms? Should I, should I have turned the comms off for that conversation? Just <laughs> right. Uh, it's too late now. Right. Which? What would you like to do as your action? You can either ram him or do a dogfight. You could turn your flight assist off. I wouldn't recommend it in a gravity environment. You're just forced around. I'll dogfight him again. Okay, right. So make a dogfighting check. Okay, so 16. Okay, right. So you just about managed to stay on his tail. Roll to attack him again. I don't think he'll last Seven very much longer. That's a hit. Four, yeah. Okay, right. You do a final kind of a shot into the back of the ship. The already damaged Cobra just kind of buckles. You can see the side of its wing blows off and it goes into a death spiral down just to the side of the base and there is a thunderous explosion. Ben, I, I, I kind of hope that wasn't the theme ship. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be pissed. I won't tell him if you don't. Okay, <laughs> two days later... You are all back um, at Leasty. Um, some of you in the hospital um, repairing, <laughs> <laughs> replacing various limbs. You can see that um, Claire Valance come, comes down actually to see you all in the hospital waiting room. And you can see that uh, she's actually relatively apologetic. I'm terribly sorry. I didn't realize that this mission would be quite so dangerous. Honestly, I just expected that uh, there'd be, uh, you know, a little bit of local difficulty with the mining staff. I had no idea goes about this. We've done an investigation. These mercenaries seem to come from a company called Digibetty Mining. And they're a fairly large mining interest in this area. Evidently, they don't like the idea of Mistopolis coming in. Uh, apparently, they think we're going to take over the place. Uh, well, not yet, but, uh, you know, in time. Um, I, I'm willing to double your fee from 40,000 to 80,000 credits, uh, just on one small condition. It's come to our attention that you have probably discovered that uh, the reason for Learman Station is that uh, it mines a very valuable ore. It's important this information doesn't get out. So I'm willing to pay you 80,000 now, and I'll pay you another 80,000 in one year's time if none of you breathe a word about what the operation is. Or? What or? You are a gentleman, Mr. Edelweiss. 
you can see that she hands over a data slate. Here are your payments. And the Bistopolis Mining and the Empire. Thank you. Uh, good luck with that limb. That looks nasty. With my money, can I buy uh, an arm, like a robot arm? You could have a bionic arm if you like. It would cost, yep, about 30,000. Or for half of that, you can have a genetically identical replacement to your current arm, unless you are allergic to progenitor cells. No, no, robot arm. A robot arm, fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sauntering away with your robot arm and uh, maybe ordinary new eye, maybe, you make your way off to the bar at George Lucas Station for an extremely well-deserved pint of Asp Exploder. See, guys? Told you. Easy money. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. In that episode of Lave Radio the RPG, Oliver Hume was the Games Master, Grant Walcott was Psycho Cow, Ben Moss Woodward was Adler Weiss, Christopher Jarvis played Elias Thane, and John Stabler appeared as himself. The music was by Alan Stroud. More information about the Elite Dangerous role-playing system can be found at edrpg.co.uk. Editing and sound design were by Christopher Jarvis at www.radiotheatreworkshop.com. Thank you.